The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, September 1st. 2015. Listeners, please welcome multiple award-winning fan-favorite gay porn sensation and international recording artist, Jesse Ades. Welcome back, Jesse. Good evening. How are you doing? Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you on again. Yes, thank you. It's always nice to be back. Absolutely. I'm so excited to uh, get the chance to chat with you on all the stuff that you've been up to since our last interview here on the station. And certainly a lot has happened. So let's dive into the interview. And typically during these one-on-one interviews, I like to get stats out the way. So let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? I'm a meter and 84. I don't really know what that would be in inches. Then I weigh 94 kilos. Yep. Well, there you go. A lot of people are using uh, the internet to uh, convert. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do that. You just go on Google, you type in the measurements in meters and go for inches or pounds and then you'll have it. I think it should be like 210 pounds and like six or seven feet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not so familiar with the American measurements. There you go. What's your ethnic background? Um, my background, my um, father's side is Italian, Puerto Rican, mother's side is German-American, so I've lived most of my life over here in Europe, um, traveling back and forth to the States, living in the States for some times, in Puerto Rico for some times, and um, right now I'm back here in Germany, living in Bavaria with my boyfriend, Ricky, and um, we're actually close to Munich in a city called Augsburg, which is an old Roman, super fancy town, very Mediterranean, and extremely beautiful. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo, and so is my boyfriend. <laughs> so there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of fights and then love going on. Aw. And how old are you? I am 34 years old. Let's update the listeners a little bit on your career since we last chatted. Overall, how long in total have you been in the gay adult industry? I started with um, 29 going on 30, so it's been about five years. Yes, five years. That's what's up. Awesome, man. So, when we last spoke, you were still in the industry. Obviously, you were getting the music thing. You were sort of doing a little bit of both. And at one point since we last talked here on Poppy Chulo Radio, you actually left the adult industry completely. And yes. uh, you uh, you were focusing on the music more. You also became a tattoo artist. And uh, then at some point, 
you returned to the industry. You made a grand return. Can we discuss what led to you leaving the business and why you decided to return? Okay. So the thing was, I left last year right after I got the Expos Award, and um, that was because I had met my beautiful, loving, caring fiance, husband, boyfriend, Ricky. Um, we were both doing sort of sexual work. He was escorting, and I was doing porn. And um, according to maybe the background that we have, or you know, the mindset that we had, we weren't really up for like an open relationship. So we tried to accept. You know, being in porn and doing escorting, but it would really, really hurt us. But somebody would go and go for work, and we just couldn't do it no more. We had loads of fights at the beginning when we got together. I mean, it's like extreme to the extreme. There was police and ambulance and everything. So I mean, we just had to get out because there was no way we would let go of each other. And so we just had to figure out another way to make money. And、um, I was pretty happy to receive the Expos Award, and I've pretty much made it to the top, like with that award. So I、um, decided to step out, and Ricky decided to do another job as well. And、um, that's when I started working for Benefits, which is like a、um, cosmetic company from San Francisco. And I was working as a freelance makeup artist for them in Berlin. We were living in Berlin at that time, and、uh, I've studied becoming a tattoo artist on the side, as I'm a good drawer, as people say. Yep, that's what made us leave sexual work. But then, on the other end, a year afterwards, I mean, we've adjusted a certain lifestyle to the jobs that we've had. So, we've also had bills that we couldn't turn down, like right from the beginning. So, we've had sort, we've had a few bills and everything. So, that added up, and we were thinking to each other, like, how are we going to pay off for all this? And there was the only way for us to do this was to get back to what we were doing. And so we started shooting porn together. Did you find the transition back into the industry easy? Was it an easy transition? Was it just like you know you hadn't left at all? You know,、um, being in industry meeting was pretty much the hardest thing ever. But then on the other side, getting back into it, we had been together for a year, being out of it and getting to know each other more, getting more trust to each other, going through more situation where, situations where we would know we could we could trust each other. And、um, you know what we did is we discussed this many many times. You know, putting certain rules to it that it's not going to be like okay, we're just going to go out there and shoot one porn after another, and with a whole bunch of dudes and a whole bunch of guys, like only what's necessary, and and only you know where big stuff comes in, and then you know just move out and just go for music and do other things as well. So, yes. Well, there you go.、It's、You've been doing a lot of fantastic、uh, scene work. With Men.com, exactly. Yes, and、uh, you've been in some of their like mini series of、uh, productions, and you've been featured in a lot of them. Some of them、yep. are kind of、uh, influenced by Game of Thrones and、uh, exactly. some other major motion pictures out there, which is really interesting to see. It's great to see、uh, Jesse get his acting on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've received the grabby ones for、um, best actor and.、Um, They love to book me for series like that because they need somebody who has acting experience, which I have because I've been in soap operas over here as well. And while I was out of the business, I've also done some. I've also done some soaps over here, and so that came in quite handy when they needed that. And so, yeah, <laughs> King of、uh, Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones was pretty a pretty cool production, which was one of my favorite for the last year being because.、Um, 
we also had to get into sword fights and stuff like this. And I've never done that before. It was a super crazy experience because what you do is you like you practice with plastic swords at the beginning. You do the choreography and you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it until you have it memorized. And then you do it slow motion with real swords and then you just go fast. <laughs> so if you fuck up, you're fucked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, the scene that was kind of like your return was a scene with your boyfriend, correct? Exactly, yes. Okay, so what was that experience like in a scene with him, your first time together in a scene, correct? Yes. And, um, uh, thing- you know, and the cameras are on you, and this is your return to the industry. Yes. Well, actually, I have to say, um, being back on set after... Over a year, I think it was, or pretty much, yeah, longer than about a year and three months or whatever. Um, It was, it felt kind of new again to be back, but I felt comfortable because I was with Ricky and um, it was, I had fun doing it. So, because it was with my boyfriend. That's nice. That's good to hear. And actually, um, those are pretty much the only bottoming scenes that I've done or the flip flopping scenes that I've done because I wouldn't really do it before. Correct. I mean, was yes. was that decision easier to make because it is with someone that you're in a relationship with? Well, the thing is for me is I can't I can't really bottom. I'm not really into bottoming unless it's somebody that I completely trust, that I completely know, and I completely love. Otherwise, I can't open up. I mean, we've tried that before in the you know like shooting it for other companies like years before and. It would just take like six and seven hours because I had to take ages of breaks and and pain and everything. So um, there would was easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So far, as you've been back in the industry, a lot has happened with the industry. It's funny how you took a, a little break or what ended up being a short break, and a lot of things ended up changing in the business and. Uh, there are a couple of things that I kind of want to pick your brain on as far as the industry as a whole. And in particular, something that I want to discuss with you is just like the rise of bareback porn in the industry. Bareback was popular right before you left, but it seems to have even skyrocketed to newer heights. And uh, a lot of studios that were once condom only now have turned bareback and whatnot and performers now seems seem to easily you know go from doing condom scenes to bareback scenes so just in general i want to get your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the industry and uh, yeah just your general thoughts on bareback I mean, I do understand people that like to watch bareback porn because probably having natural sex will turn you on more than having safe sex. But then again, as a viewer, you also have, um, you know, certain responsibility to what you're watching, what you're making people do, because you're at the end paying for what they're going to do. And um, I don't think it shows very much responsibility to actually have, um, you know, actors or porn stars having to go to bareback because of that. Um, the thing is, it's not because of HIV or anything like that, because, you know, like, if people are undetectable, you can't really catch anything, but there's a lot of other stuff that you don't know that's going around, then you don't know what's going to come out in the future, so it's always better to stay protected. And, um, you know, I mean, you've had, you've had that problem in, in the straight porn industry as well, that people would take tests and take tests and take tests, but then they would still catch it, because, I mean, what's going to, you know, what's the, of a test of a week going to help you if 
someone caught it three days ago or caught something three days ago. I mean, there's not just HIV, there's genital wars, there's genital herpes, there's syphilis, there's a whole bunch of other things you just don't want to have. I mean, a lot of things you can cure, but then, you know, it always takes time. And um, I am not really up to doing bareback porn, so... The only, the only way I would do that is if it was with my boyfriend, because I know that I'm safe. That would, might be the only movie, if ever, that's going to happen. But I'm not really up getting into that. And I also think that if that's going to go on, of course there's going to be new people to come. But they're going to lose a lot of people who, pe I mean, who viewers actually want to see in terms of looks and body and everything. Because they're not going to do that. I don't think. What's your take on the usage of prep in the industry? A lot of performers feel like uh, because they yeah. have prep that they can do the bareback scenes and they're perfectly fine and comfortable with that. You know, the thing is every medication that you take to yourself is actually to help you something, to prevent something or, you know, to cure something or to keep something down. Um, if you have to do it because something already happened, you know, then you don't have another choice. But if you're doing it just to, you know have fun and have sex or make money i don't really think that's the right way to go because i mean every medication that you take also you know might influence your body in another way to get other things or you know to get a weak heart or your organs or something like that so uh i don't really think it's a good idea i mean i wouldn't take prep just to do bareback porn <laughs> and like i'm saying it's not just hiv it's other things that you can catch and i'm not quite sure that that's going to protect you from other things that's very true. Thus far, the gay adult industry does not mandate mandatory testing for its performers. The straight side does. As you mentioned, the straight side of the industry, performers are getting tested, you know, seven to ten days. What's your take on testing and the industry? There are some studios that do test their performers, but for the most part... Testing isn't mandatory. What's your take on testing and uh, the gay adult industry? If you're going to be doing bareback porn, I think having, I mean, getting tests done, it's a must. It definitely is a must to keep you safer than it would be otherwise. If you do it with condoms, there's not really, you know, any risk. So, I mean, it's good to do it, but it's not really necessary if you do it with condoms. I want to talk a little bit about the blogosphere. What's your okay. take on all of the blogs that are out there? It's in particular, the blogs that love to write about performers and, and love to follow performers on Twitter and, and, you know, sort of, they really like to go in and, uh, you know, get the scoop on what's going on with performers' lives. I really think that's a good thing to do because people who watch a lot of porn who actually have a porn star who's their favorite. It's like... You know, they want to know what they live and what they do in their private life as well. So I think Queer Me Now or Queer Pig, they do a really good job doing that. Very cool. Awesome. I want to segue away from some of the serious questions about some of the issues in the industry. And I want to talk about love and romance. Can you share with the listeners your story? Like, how did Jesse meet Ricky? <laughs> well, um, I was actually visiting a friend in Berlin. And uh, I, went, I went out to a, to a party called Horsemeat Party, and that's where we pretty much bumped into each other. And I mean, it was actually love on first sight. The attraction that we had to each other was hypnotizing. I mean, he looked at me and I looked at him. We're just like, we were gone. Like, we were out, of, like, out in space somewhere. And so we got together. And um, 
the night that I went back to see my friend where I spent the night, I was like, oh, I'm going to marry a Cuban. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I think I fell in love. And uh, since that day, we just couldn't let go of each other. I mean, he came to visit me in Augsburg. And were, I don't know if people are spiritual or not. I am a little bit on my way back going to Augsburg with the train. There was a whole bunch of like little signs that I would see that told me that this is the right guy. Wow. Yep. And so it was really difficult because the thing is also like if you really meet somebody that you truly fall in love with that you have extreme feelings for all of a sudden and you can't tell, you don't know why. It's like everybody always wants to meet like big love or true love. But then when you have that feeling, you have to deal with fear of losing it, fear of not being good enough, you know, fear of, of what's going on out there, fear of being able to trust. So, you know, those are a lot of things that come in with, with actually falling in true love. And being, you know, doing sexual work such as escorting or porn <laughs> isn't really the easiest thing to um, make this work. So that's very true. I'm sure it was very difficult uh, in the beginning. Yes, but then I mean, we we pretty much sorted out, and you know, with more time that comes, you trust more, and you know, situations pop in, you know, where you see whether you can trust a person or not, and so. I mean, we've always passed the test, so, and we can't be without each other. I mean, if he's not here for a few days, I get nightmares, he gets nightmares, I can't sleep. As soon as he's in my bed, I could just fall asleep for ages and just sleep through. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Both of you were on different sides of what we'll call the sex industry. You were yes. a porn performer, and he was escorting. Yes. And you you had mentioned that there were difficulties in the beginning of the relationship. What's your yes. take, just generally speaking, on dating and romance in the sex industry? To be honest with you, um, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I think it's pretty impossible. It's almost impossible. I mean, if you don't have a strong mind or a strong will or a strong feeling for somebody, you can hardly make this work because... Um, if you're not open and if you're not able to work on something or your mindset, then there's always going to be jealousy and, and distrust. So, yeah. Do you think the main component of couples not working out is the lack of trust or the issue of jealousy? Like, oh no, you know, they're going on a shoot or oh no, they're going with a client, this, that, or the other, you know, are they going to like this person? You know, are, are they going to like them more than me? You know, the insecurities and that kind of thing. Do you think that's sort of like the, the main component that would or could make a relationship fail between two people in the adult industry? Definitely. <laughs> I think that would be the issue. I mean, I wouldn't, or I mean, if both people are in the, I mean, if there's both guys, girls, or guy and a girl, whatever, in, in, in the industry, you might, they might also compete with each other. That, that could be a problem as well. But I think majorly speaking, if you really love somebody, you're not going to compete. So if you really love somebody, then you're going to fear that you're going to lose the person to a better looking guy, to a guy that has more money, to a guy who has this and that and that and this and that. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest problem. You were gone from the industry for about a year, correct? A little bit over a year, yes. Okay, a little bit over a year from, you know, at some point in, in 2013 to till about, like, I think the summer of last year, correct? Exactly. Summer yes. of 2014. In that year off, uh, 
what do you think changed between both of you to be able to get to the point to where both of you could join the adult industry again? Well, the thing was being being out of all the sexual thing for a year we had the opportunity to really concentrate on each other. We didn't really go out even and, and we just, you know, concentrated on making another life work. So we had more time for each other. We had more possibilities to get to know each other, to trust each other. And then when we came across the point where we would see that um, we would have bills that we couldn't pay, you know, it, we didn't really want to get back into porn or go back to sexual work, but that was pretty much the force that got us back in, you know, having to learn making it that way and set, putting certain rules to it. I mean, it still was hard. It was still hard. I mean, we would both be sitting there crying the first few times and, you know, but then when you see that the other person cares for you or that, you know, looks after you, how you feel, then you more and more can make it work. And right now we're at a point where we make it work because we want to get somewhere. We want to make something else work, but we want to, you don't really want to stay in it forever. I'm sure there could potentially be people that are listening right now that maybe are in a relationship that are considering joining the adult industry. What tips would you have for someone that wants to be in the adult industry and also wants to have a relationship? Would you say communication is probably the most important thing? Communication, definitely. And you have to give your person trust and the person has to give you trust. I mean, without trust, you have to build up trust before. I don't think you can get into a relationship and start porn right away. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. You have to have a time where you really, you know, stick together, get to know each other and, and build up trust. And then communication. I like that. And then you also have to, I mean, it depends on if both are in the industry or only one is in the industry. You have to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's only a job. It's not like you're going there and you're having sex for fun. You know what I'm saying? There's directors, you know, registers and everything that tell you exactly what to do, when to do it, not you step into the light, not to make shadows here, not to make shadows there. So it's not really like you're going there and you're having the time of your life. You're actually working, you're performing. I mean, you're, it's a fantasy product. I mean, it's the same thing as Hollywood. I mean, if you watch Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, it's an amazing love story. They look so crazy about each other when they're at the tip of that boat, but it was never like that. <laughs> and that's, that's how true. it is important. It's a fantasy product. It's an illusion created to, to get your fantasies going. Let's move away from the porn and let's talk about the music. Yes. The last time that uh, I had you on for an interview, we discussed at length sort of like your music background and what led you to start recording tracks. Now that you are back here for a brand new interview, you actually have a brand new single as well. Can you please share the listeners a bit about uh, the new music that's coming out? Yes, definitely. <laughs> With lots of pleasure, even. Um, the new singer that we've recorded together, me and my boyfriend, is called um, Tu Amor Es Mi Religión. And the title actually comes from when we're together and, you know, when we, ha when we spend time with each other, telling each other I love you just doesn't seem to be enough in, in deepness of meaning. So we were thinking of how could you actually put these words or put, this, put these feelings to words? Um, and, you know, like 
when people become very religious, all their life is about their religion. So if you have a partner that you truly love, then he's basically something like your religion. And that's why we came up with saying, your love is my religion. And um, it's a Spanish song. My boyfriend's Cuban. I also speak Spanish because my father has Puerto Rican background. And it's a mixture between house and um, Latin music. He um, rhythm talks or raps, if you want to call it that, and I sing. And people that heard it so far told me it was the best song that I've ever made. So I hope the rest of the listeners will join that idea. And um, Ricky actually didn't want to do it at the beginning because he was afraid to do music because he can't, he can't really sing. So um, I was thinking of how to actually get him into music or, you know, give him the taste for it, that he would want to do it, because he has a super amazing, deep, dark voice, which would sound great on a track, I thought. And so when we sat down, we started doing it together. It was actually fun for him. We went to the studio, and he just wanted to get off the microphone anymore. <laughs> yes. That's too funny. It's nice that he got into it. Yeah. I mean, his voice, is it's, it's, it sounds amazing. I mean, not as a singer, but as, as like, if you rhythm talk and if you do rapping, it's, his voice is perfect for that. And actually, we've, we haven't even finished the song yet. I mean, the few people that listen to it, like in Spain at studios and stuff like this, they're already booking us for shows. So tonight we have the first show in about two, three hours from now. We're performing it for the first time together. <laughs> Fantastic. I will say, I thought the track was hot. I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait till we get the finalized product so that we can start playing it on the station. Yes. So I think you have a nice hit there, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm happy you like it as well. You're welcome. So I know that we have a special guest. We have someone very near and dear to you that's going to be joining us now. Yes, my boyfriend Ricky R is sitting right next to me. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Ricky. Okay, so uh, I'm excited to chat with Ricky because I want to actually ask him about the first time that both of you met because we got your side of the story jesse but i want to hear ricky's side so ricky what was it like the first time that you met jesse was it love at first sight for you too one second wie war das erste mal wo wir uns getroffen haben war das liebe auf den ersten blick das erste mal ja klar also ja was soll ich denn sagen jetzt ja shall i translate it for him <laughs> okay, you have to just translate it. Should I answer for him? Yes. Okay. okay. Sorry, but I can't. <laughs> so good English. <laughs> He's a bit shy now. <laughs> um. Yeah, das erste Mal war Liebe. Also von Anfang an habe ich dir auch gesagt. Yes, he was just saying that from the from the get go on it was love. Um, so. Und es muss immer noch Liebe sein, weil es schwer alles ist. And it must still be love because everything is extremely difficult. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing all this. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to learn English. No. Yeah. Say that. Say that. He can see that. He can say that in English. Say it. <laughs> I have to learn English, I say. <laughs> I agree, so that we can do a full interview with you, Ricky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
I want to ask Ricky what convinced him to be on the music track. Obviously, besides you, Jesse, because I'm sure <laughs> you know you asked him many times. But what was sort of like the last thing that uh, turned the no or maybe the maybe into a yes? Okay. Alice, fragen, was das erste Mal war, um, dass du dich dazu entschieden hast, aus freien Willen doch mit der Musikgeschichte rum, uh, mitzumachen, um, bevor ich dich versucht habe, die ganze Zeit zu überreden. Warum hast du es dann doch gemacht? Ja, ich mache das wegen Liebe. Also eigentlich, weil das ist eine Sache von uns beide und äh, das gehört uns und ich finde es gut und deswegen mache ich mit. Also das ist ja an erster Stelle. Okay, it was just saying, he's doing it because it's love. It's a song about us two and it's our song basically. He doesn't really see it as a performance song. It's a song for us that we've done together. Und vor allem, weil das Gefühle sind von meiner Seite, also viele, viele Gefühle und deswegen mache ich das. Und because there's a lot of feelings from his side and that's why he's doing it. That's really nice to hear, but obviously there will be a performance of this song because now you guys are going to start performing it live in person at events. So are there at all any nerves from him as far as uh, performing this live in front of people? Because obviously, Jesse, you have a performance background. You have been performing your music for quite some time now, but I'm sure that this is a brand new world uh, for your future husband. Yes. Okay, I'll let me translate. He was Afrikaner. Um, durch das, dass wir das jetzt eben auch live performen, ja, ist von ja. dir da irgendwie eine gewisse Nervosität dabei, da wir das ja jetzt irgendwie auf Events ähm, herbringen müssen. Ja klar bin ich nervös, aber ich bin jemand, wenn ich dann was mache, wenn ich in dem Moment bin, dann mache ich schon und äh, diese Nervosität dann geht irgendwie weg. Aber jetzt gerade bin ich sehr nervös, klar. Ja. Und das ist das erste Mal, dass ich sowas mache, von daher, ähm, ja, bin ich sehr Okay, he's basically saying his entire life has been about um, live or die decisions, take it or eat it decisions. And um, of course, he's extremely nervous about everything, even being here in the interview right now. But um, he wants to go for it. That's good to hear. It's nice that he's sort of taken you know, the bull by the horns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And basically, we've been practicing for the last two hours. I've told him, I've showed him everything that he has to do. And he's been super easy about it. And I know the way he is, like usually... If I tell him to do something or if I tell him something, he doesn't do it until like one minute before 12 and then he does the best job ever. <laughs> It's well, always been like... Here. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, one last question for him. Will he be doing more tracks with you in the future? Is this a one-time, one-and-done, or will he be featured in more of your music in the future? I mean, I definitely would have the plan to do so, but let me ask him real fast. Um... Dieser Track, den wir miteinander gemacht haben, ja? Ich habe verstanden, auch, dass wir das weiter in Zukunft machen wollen. Yes, he actually understood that one. Okay, perfect. <lacht> also, das ist das erste Mal, aber ich finde es, wenn es gut auch laufen kann, dass wir dann schon noch eine andere Sache machen können und dass okay. ich auch singen kann vielleicht was. Yeah. He was just saying that, um, of course, this is the first try for him and the first time for him, but if it's going to work and if it's really going to run the way it's going now, that we're already on, on stage, you know, like getting, getting good feedback, making us perform even though, even though before the song is finished, then of course we'll go on with it. 
Und wie ich mich dabei fühle bei der Sache, das muss ich aber auch schon auch noch erleben. Und wenn ich mich gut fühle, dann vielleicht, dann habe ich noch mehr Lust weiter, das yes. auszumachen. And he also has to live through the experience that we're going to have being on stage together. Yes. I mean, he's the Yes. I mean, that's the way it was at the beginning. I asked him, do you want to do a track? He was like, no, I can't sing. I'm like, well, you can rhythm talk. I was like, no, if I can't sing, I don't need to do a track. I'm like, well, but you can, you know, you have a super nice dark voice and I'm pretty sure it's going to sound awesome on the track. I mean, everybody loves his voice, like when he talks. So it was like, nah, nah. And I was like, come on, let's do it in Spanish. We'll do it in Spanish so you feel more comfortable. He's like, okay, let's try this. So we sat down and we wrote it. He was like, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do this. And then all of a sudden he did it. And he was like, Actually, I like doing this. <laughs> and, we got, and we got prepared for the studio. He's like, I don't know if I should do this. I think I'm going to be nervous. I can't memorize it all. Like, I'm so nervous. I can't memorize it. I was like, let's sit there and we're just going to go through it a hundred and million times until you feel comfortable with it. So then we were in the studio and he finally stood behind the microphone. Like the first time he did it, he was super nervous, shaking in front of my producers and everything. But then, you know, he was like, okay, now I got this. Let me do this again. Let me do this over. Let me do this over. And he just got better with each time. And he actually just did it three times each verse. And it was just perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's and I'm sure that's how tonight. I mean, we've been practicing here. We're going to go for a rehearsal in about an hour. And then, you know, once he's been up there and he got the feeling and he feels <laughs> <laughs> He's just saying that we're going to have a party. <laughs> Fantastic. It sounds like it. I'm really excited for both of you. And yeah. I know that this is the first of many collaborations, which I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure you love it. Fantastic. So what's coming up as far as the music? Because obviously this is a single. Are you planning on or have you been recording other tracks? And is this going to be a brand new album? Um, the thing is, I've actually spoken to my producer a month before we came up with the idea of doing a single together at first that we should be doing more now that I'm back in the industry and I'm back in the business um, and that I'm back down here in Bavaria. Just because this is actually where my producer lives. He's from Italy. He's from uh, he's from Rome. But he produces here in Munich. And so um, we've been discussing on doing more. Right now, I don't really know where we're going to go. <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I would like to, but I also have to have the time. Because see, right now, the thing is, we're back over here. I'm back in my old apartment. I had to renovate everything. That means, you know, ordering furniture, furniture that matches, building it together, renovating the house, painting the walls. We also bought two dogs, Perlita and Ruby, which are like our... <laughs> children so to say <laughs> and um so there's a lot of work you know and depending on how the single is gonna go is gonna pretty much decide whether there's gonna be an album or not i mean he he really wants my producer really wants to do one but i really have to see something coming out of it because i have a lot of other work to do plus then there's the porn and plus we're doing hosting for parties and everything so there's a lot on your yeah. plate yeah, there's a lot on the plate, so um, we have to see which tastes the best. <laughs> exactly. So as you mentioned, you're balancing right now a lot of things in particular as well, you know, the porn and the music. You had taken a mini hiatus from the industry and you're back and better than ever doing all this incredible work in the business. And the fans have been there to support you since the beginning. You've been in the game for five years, as you mentioned. What do you attribute yeah. this longevity to? Why do you think you've connected so well with your fans that you not only retired, you left the porn game, but uh, when you returned, you returned and they welcomed you with their arms wide open? 
Um, I'm pretty sure that was because I wasn't always just in Europe. I was also in the States going back and forth. So I have fan base in Europe and the US and pretty much all over the world because people either watch European porn or American porn. So it's pretty much all over the world. And uh, I think also I've showed variety and I've worked with all the companies. And I think I've tried to maintain a good attitude all the time. I've been grateful for my fans. I've been grateful for work. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. God, that that I had the success that I had. I never showed arrogant attitude, and I've always tried to make my job and work what I was doing with a brain. So I like I'm that. That was a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <It's> true. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, something that I think is pretty evident is your look changed uh, before you left you had a, a little bit of a different look and when you returned there's a bit of a change in your look what uh, attributed to uh, your changing looks um i've been changing my looks all the time it's always been like this i mean if you've been you know like if you've had short hair and you style it to the side for six months you get tired of seeing it for a while i mean as I've told you before, that now that I left porn, I was working as a makeup artist, and um, long, long time ago, once I was 18 years old, I've also worked as a hairdresser. So, um, you know, like, I don't know, I just have that in me. I just, you know, you want to change. Like, depending on what mood you're in and what, what state of mind you're in and what you're going through in life is what puts you through changes also in your looks. So you cut your hair, let it grow, or, you know, you style it this way, style it that way, you go to the gym more, you go to the gym less, depending on where you're at. I mean, as a model, I didn't look the way I looked right now, you know. Now that in porn, of course, you're bigger and beefier because that's what the industry expects. Back then when I was modeling, I looked slimmer because that's what the industry expected. You, you know, you just adjust and you have to feed the people what they want to see, you know, um, in combination with what you're going through in life. Another great answer from Jesse. Fantastic. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? My five favorite television shows? <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't really watch television at all. <laughs> so right now, that's a question I cannot answer. I do not watch television. <laughs> Ever. I watch movies, I watch DVDs or Blu-rays, but I don't watch television. I don't even know what's on. When I'm out there and people ask me about shows and stuff like this, I stand there like an idiot because I just don't know. I don't watch television. It bores me. Not a problem. Who are four <laughs> of your all-time favorite music artists? Madonna. 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 That was four, right? Yes. Good. What are three of your most favorite films? My three most favorite films. Um, my most favorite film right now is called Pompeii. It's a 3D movie that plays in Italy back in the Roman times when the volcano erupted. Then there's the movie Original Sin, which is with Angelina Banderas and Antonio... Uh, Angelina, Julien, Antonio Banderas. Excuse me for that mistake. Um, and then the third. What's the third? I would say... Stigmata, which is about, um, it's, it's like, it's something against church, like you, people that are, you know, seeing things, but they're not really in church. What are two foods you can't live without? Pasta and burgers. <laughs> 
And what is one of your guilty pleasures? My guilty pleasures? Hmm. Do I have guilty pleasures? I don't know. I like to eat a lot of chocolate, but it's not really a guilty pleasure to me because I have fast metabolism, so I can eat like three bars of chocolates a day. Wow. Or even, I don't gain weight. So, like people look at me, like I don't, I'll just bite off the Hershey and just eat like three, four bars at one time. And they look at me like, oh my God, if I would do this, if I just look at it, I'd gain weight. That's too funny. Yeah, I eat a lot of chocolate, loads of chocolate. I want you to discuss with the listeners what they can expect from you as far as performances. Are there any performances lined up uh, around the world that the listeners should know about? Yes, definitely. On October 3rd and 4th, I will be going to Sydney. I will be performing in Sydney at the Mardi Gras Festival for IWantAdult.com. That's where you can get the tickets. You can also get tickets for a meet and greet with me. Um, Tony Moran is going to be there, who's going to be DJing. Um, he's actually very known in the music industry. He does a lot of remixes for Madonna or Rihanna. And then, of course, Mark from Men.com will be there. He's one of my all-time favorite directors and producers, such as um, Ultrasen in Spain. And it's going to be a big, huge party for two days, and it's going to be a great set up of you know, artists working together. So I can just advise everybody to go there and get tickets. Sydney, October 3rd and 4th. I want to Dilf.com. <laughs> Fantastic. That sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much so. I'll be performing there as well. Sounds good. When will the single drop? The single will be, will be dropping around exactly that time. Between October 3rd and 10th. That's when we're planning on bringing it out. Oh, and, wow. um... I have a very beautiful cover for it, actually. We just got out of the studio yesterday for that. Um, since Ricky is Cuban and I have American background, what we did is we would take the shooting nude with a Cuban and American flag to actually show the, friend, the new friendship between Cuba and America because until now we haven't really had the possibility to go back to the States to visit my family or to go to Cuba to visit his since I have an American passport and he has a Cuban passport. And now actually all of this is possible and according to that you can get married in every state now we might be able to do that in America as well and invite his family over in mine. So we're very happy about that so we try to express that over the single cover. That's very nice. I like that. So definitely a lot of great things for the fans to expect from your music side in the fall. Let's talk about the porn side. Is there anything that the fans uh, should be anticipating in the near future? Any new scenes, any new productions that they should expect? There will be new productions definitely from Min.com. Fantastic. Can you give us a little tease as to who you've worked with? Um, in terms of other actors or in terms of companies? Correct. The names of the performers in the scenes that will be coming out that you've been paired with. Um, I've just been down to um, Spain shooting with Trenton Ducati, which is also a very known porn star, for example. Sounds exciting. Yes. Very cool. Well, can you share with the listeners where they can reach you online, where they can reach you as well as Ricky on the web, social networking, social media, all of the goodies. Yeah. Well, we're definitely not on Facebook anymore. According to that, there's always a problem with what kind of pictures you put up. You get, you know, you get dropped out for like three days, 30 days and stuff like this. So right now I'm doing all of my work and all of my connections and everything over Twitter. You can reach me at, at rsjesse on Twitter, or you can find Ricky under at Ricky on Twitter. 
advanced. And then fantastic. also have a website called aristirado.com. Sounds good. And where can the listeners get your music, old and new? Um, my music is downloadable on iTunes, Amazon, and pretty much every music site where you can get music from around the world. That's wonderful to hear. Yes, you can either look me up under Jesse Aris or Aristirado, both names. There's been a bit of a problem at the beginning when I started music, so pretty much everybody was looking for Jesse Aris, but I was using Aristirado as my music artist name. But now we've changed that, so you can pretty much find you know my music and the work that I do under both names. Fantastic. And I love that you're in all the different uh, music outlets. Yeah. I mean, my music has always worked well. I've, I'm, I've traveled. I mean, before I got out of the industry, I've traveled around all over the place and all over the world. I've performed in Sydney, in New York, in, in West Hollywood, in Miami, pretty much everywhere. So I'm happy to go back together with my boyfriend, and I hope it's going to make me do another album. Absolutely. I'm excited. I can't wait uh, for you to do another album. And you know that you have our support here. So whenever the album drops, you're more than welcome to come back. And we'll definitely be playing the music here on the station. Okay, great. I'm happy for that. And I thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, Jesse, this does bring us to the end of our interview. And I'd like to give you, as well as Ricky, the chance to uh, basically say anything to your fans and supporters right now. Is there anything that you and Ricky would like to say to the fans and the supporters that are tuning in right now? Um, yes, definitely, of course. Um, we would like to say thank you for um, watching our movies that we've done together. And as well... Um, hoping that you will download our music and, and you know stay tuned for whatever is coming up next from both of us fantastic well I definitely want to thank you so much for coming back on the station for a brand new interview Jesse the pleasure was all mine I'm always happy to be back and it's always great chatting with you likewise and as you know I mean I don't need to say this but the door is open for more whenever you want to come back let me know and we'll have you back on so that you can update the listeners and your fans on what uh, you and uh, Ricky have been up to Yes, sure, definitely. Hasta luego, papi chulo. Hasta luego. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Papi Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Papi Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Papi Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Jesse and Ricky Ares and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>